Hello everyone, uh, you are tuned in to the podcast of Illuminati, the Cousin Society of Hansraj College. I sincerely hope that all of you are doing well. We are surely going through tough times and there is an air of uncertainty regarding everything right now. Being forced to stay indoors um, due to the coronavirus is proving pretty tough. It feels like heaven is enough, to be honest. Um, so well, most of us are already desperate for some fresh air and hundreds of millions of people are stuck at home with hours of additional free time. Unfortunately, the media of cinema might give us some respite. Um, movies can indubitably provide much needed escapism and comfort in troubled times. And while cinema might not be able to counteract the coronavirus, it can certainly provide a few hours of distraction when you need it most. And I am here to recommend you some movies and TV shows. Um, so well, now one thing that you must have noticed is that since the outbreak of the virus, movies about viruses of people in isolation have come to the limelight. Um, Contagion was I think the most trending movie in iTunes a few weeks ago maybe it's now also I don't know uh, so now the movies and TV shows that I'm going to suggest are not really about social isolation viruses in any particular genre these are just some of the movies that really influenced me and sort of cemented my love or you can say uh, admiration for the medium of cinema I don't really know how many movies I'm going to recommend but I'll probably end up recommending a lot so the first two movies that I'm going to recommend are actually about isolation, well, I just can't help it. Uh, okay, so the first one is The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. It's a pretty iconic flick that many of you must have already seen or at least heard about. If you haven't seen it yet, then you should definitely watch it because it's a very interesting time right now to watch the movie, you know. Um, you can actually call it a cabin fever movie, but certainly much more than that. It has innovative cinematography, iconic performances by Jack Nicholson and Sherry Duvall. A great production design too. Now the second movie about isolation, isolation is Charu Lata Pasatajit Ray. It won the Silver Beer for Best Director at the 15th Berlin International Film Festival in 1965. The thing about this movie, well, some of you might have a problem with the pace of the film. It's pretty slow. In fact, in a review, the New York Times said that the film moved like a majestic snail as do all Ray films. But well, anyways, I think you will still love it. Um, you can also check out Ray's most famous work, Pathir Ponchali, which in English translates to Song of the Road. It's a classic. It's a set in a remote village during the Second World War, and the inhabitants of the village are like, totally oblivious to what's happening around the world. And most striking things of the movie, it's, it actually happens in the beginning when you're watching the film. You're not sure when is it set. I mean, in which, cent- in which century, in which decade, and you have no clue about it until show up in the sky in a scene. I really find that very fascinating. Um, the next film that I would like to recommend is um, it's an American classic. It's Francis Ford Coppola's, uh, Coppola's Apocalypse Now, which is set during the Vietnam War. It is a colossal masterpiece of the new Hollywood wave and it's simply a timeless classic. It is loosely based on Joseph Conrad's novel Heart of Darkness, which is a phenomenal novel in its own right. There are two versions of the movie. One is the original cut. And the other one is the Redux, which is basically an extended version that restores, I think, 49 to 50 minutes of scenes cut from the original film. If you have a long attention span, then I would recommend you to go for Redux version, not because it has any pivotal scene, but because it will like help you to comprehend the movie in a better way. Apocalypse uh, Now is actually quite an unorthodox war movie, I should say. Uh, its center of focus is not just the Vietnam War only. I mean, it's surely a Surely is a commentary on how America operated during the war and the ideas it propagated, but more than that, it is a parable of destruction of morality and once descended into madness.
Coppola usually also watch Sofia Coppola's, who's his daughter actually, her Lost in Translation, starring Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. It's sweet, sad, sardonic, funny, many things. And Sofia won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for the movie. She's a wonderful director. Her last movie was The Big Isle, I think, starring uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, for which she won the Best Director Award at the Cannes Film Festival. It kind of flew under the radar, but it's a brilliant film. Do check that out if possible. Now, I would like to talk about my favorite filmmaker of all time, who is Paul Thomas Anderson. He's one of those unique directors, just like Tant, you know, whose over is immaculate. I mean, there's not even a single movie of his which is bad. Like, seriously. My favorite film by him has got to be There Will Be Blood. Um, when I first saw the movie, I was sort of baffled, and even after multiple viewings, I'm still have, I still have no goddamn idea about the plot. I'm mean, not about the plot really, but what it is actually about. Present. I have my own interpretation of the movie about the movie, which is something that I can talk about the whole day. But I guess I will not probably do that right now. Five years after David Bird, Anderson came up with The Master, which is equally riveting and features career best performances by Joaquin Phoenix and Philip S. Hoffman. And yeah, Joaquin's performance in this movie is even better than Joker. It's hypnotic, raw, and simply magical. If you're into world cinema, then I, have to, I would like to recommend you some movies by the grand old masters like Fellini Bergman, Kurosawa, Yasujiro Ozu. Um, Fenini is eight and a half, Lado Sevita, or is it pronounced Lado Sevita? I don't know. Uh, Through a Glass Darkly and the Seven Seal by Bergman, High and Low, Yojimbo, Sanjuro, Bran, Ashramon, Seven Samurai, Kurosawa, um, the Tokyo Story, and Floating Weeds by Yasuto, so brilliant movies, you know, and just some of the best examples of the craft of filmmaking, I should say. And well, you know, I have a, I have almost an endless list of movies to recommend actually. <laughs> so I'm going to stop here and talk about some TV shows. Let's start off with my favorite TV show, which is The Sopranos. The Sopranos is the show that started it all. It ushered in an era of golden television, which writers and directors could present through an unfiltered art. It is a landmark in television history. I think its creator David Chase. Indu uh, uh, indubitably took a major risk by conceptualizing an anti-hero who was in complete contrast to the characters that were written for television at the time erratic violent and racist you know yeah so the 90s television didn't have anything new to offer before the sopranos except maybe twin peaks which is also quite a revolutionary show in its own right and deserves a separate episode at the center of the sopranos you see um exists a baffling paradox you know a wild mob boss with a sensitive psych this is the kind of guy tony is tony who is the protagonist of the show um he has a hard time balancing his nuclear family and crime family uh, and there's just so much talk about the show actually um, and one of the most amusing things about the show is Tony's relationship with his psychiatrist, Dr. Melfi. It's a pretty bittersweet relationship. Um, Tony and his psychiatrist are completely on the opposite sides of the pole. Tony's a Dionysian, you know, engaged in revelry, chaos, and irrationality. On the other hand, Melfi can be categorized as an Apollonian, culture-wise, controlled, and engaging with logic and rationality. Um, uh, and Dionysian, Apollonian, actually, some concepts. Um, uh, Frederick Nietzsche sort of 
talked about so tony is a guy who's incapable of assessing his own actions and visits uh, melfi only to give a vent to his suppressed feelings and to assure himself that he's somehow um, you know trying to be reformed but actually he does not wish to be reformed is simply confused uh, and the crime drama that is worth binging it's a tv show it's fargo which is inspired by the eponymous 1996 film written and directed by the coen brothers the movie is a great dark comedy and also and it's one of my favorite movies of all time and the series is equally good now i wasn't really thinking about recommending books but um, i have now changed my mind i think this is a great time to catch up with some of the classics that you probably haven't read if you are don't have a lot of time then go over something like the great gatsby the catch and the rye the golden gate by vikram said i love that book so so short it's a novel in verse um you can read dub liners by james joyce um slaughterhouse five by kurt vonnegut um fable to arms by ernest hemingway um so yeah and if you have a lot of time then definitely go for something like um anna kurvin in our uh midnight children by sam rushdi um but yeah only if you have a lot of patience because what happens actually is that people just give up after reading half of the book which has happened to me also so many times okay so then um i guess that's it for today hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh, we will soon come up with another one till then stay home and stay safe